Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. Amen. First Timothy chapter number 6. First Timothy chapter number 6. Amen. So good to see all the familiar faces. I wish that Mama Bush was still with us here. Amen. I was so privileged to be around her and have some of her fried chicken. Amen. Wow, what a, an amazing lady. And, and uh, just uh, thank God for elders, man. I, I appreciate every elder. If you consider yourself an elder, I don't care where you come from. I don't care who your mom and dad is. I don't care what walk of life, your creed, your color, your, your financial status. I'm so thankful for the family of God that's on the sound of my voice in this church today. Aren't you thankful for the body, for the body of Christ? Amen. 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 First Timothy chapter number 6. There's such a heavy anointing in this house. Man, anybody could preach right now. God have mercy. First Timothy chapter number 6 and verse number 11. Paul writing to the young man Timothy. He said, but thou, O man of God. There are words in the New Testament that have inflection on them. Meaning they're kind of like exclamation points or words that kind of you read the Bible and I'm not smart enough to figure that out. I got a Bible program called Logos that does that for me. It highlights that word and lets me know that that word has a word of inflection. And so when you read the New Testament, um, you can find those words and it's kind of cool because it adds some light. For instance, verse 11, but thou, O man of God, flee is a word of inflection. These things and follow or pursue after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called. <laughs> Praise God. You're called into eternal life. And has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things. And before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you're thankful for the word of the Lord, clap your hands one more time before you're seated and give him praise. Hallelujah to God. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. Praise God. God bless you. May be seated in the name of the Lord. Everybody say kings. There are good ones. There are bad ones. Some of them are older than others. 
Some of them are young, some smart, intelligent in their own right, and there are some that are not so smart. Kings, some of them are powerful. Some of them are weak when it comes to certain moments and certain circumstances. Kings, some of them are wicked. Some of them are evil. And some of them are good and righteous. King or kings is mentioned 2,875 times in 2,192 verses in the King James Version of your Bible. We find them in the Old Testament. David was anointed by Samuel to become the next king with oil from a horn. He was anointed. Something had to die to provide the place for the oil to be poured from the prophet Samuel upon the young shepherd boy, King David, to be anointed to be the next king. 22 years later, it was the King David that was anointed by the people in his eyes to be the next king. We have Saul. Saul was anointed from a vial of oil. Nothing had to die to hold the anointing that he was anointed with. But he was anointed with a vial of oil. There was no death that took place to hold the oil whereby Saul was to be anointed as the king of Israel. Other kings in scripture, we have Hezekiah and Joash and Josiah. There's all kinds of kings, Solomon. Many of you could name probably more names of kings. Everybody say kings. In the Old Testament and throughout the Holy Scriptures, different kings governed, some of them for short span of time. Some of them lost their lives at different points and critical moments throughout the kingdom. And some of them were from the tribe of, of different tribes. Some of them ruled the king of Israel. Some of them were over the king of Judah. Kings, kings by definition is a man who holds life, a life tenure, the chief authority over a country or a people. He is a person that is preeminent in his class, especially one who inherits the position by the right of birth. Wouldn't that be cool to be born as the next king to be, as a prince that one day, by right of your birth and by right of something dying or someone dying, that you could be the next king. I don't know, some of you would probably probably be a pretty decent king on the sound of my voice. Some of you, maybe not so much. Amen. Kings. Amen. Kingship is not uh, conferred on by an individual, by man. Some of it is just because they were born, the firstborn, and because they got the privilege and the responsibility and had to pay the price and the responsibility whereby to be the king and to rule a nation or a country or to oversee a people. King's characteristics, if you are a king, there's some things that you're going to do and there's some things that you're not going to be allowed to do. A king must protect his realm. He must provide order. He must keep peace. He must become and be a blessing to other. A king's name is the essence of his authority. His very presence when he walks into a place or into a court, his presence represents uh, authority just all by itself. Typically, kings don't have checks and balances. The king is, is not the president. The king is not voted into position. There's some of you husbands like to be the king in your house. You guys just bear with me. We're going to go somewhere in the Holy Ghost. Just hang on. Amen. 
And there's some of you ladies that are the queen, praise God. We thank God for you, amen. Amen. In Psalms chapter number 75 and verse number 7, the Bible says, But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. In Daniel chapter number 2, and verse number 21, and he changes the times and seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. Kings, there are still kings in existence in our world. Many of you know Queen, Queen Elizabeth, who has been a queen for many years. Typically, kings don't put their own crowns on their own head. In a ceremony called a coronation, it is the act of placement or bestowal of a crown upon a monarch's head. It's interesting that the word coronation is spelled C-O-R-O-N-A-T-I-O-N. I've come to this sacred desk to declare to this church and declare and serve notice to the area and maybe even to your state. And I've got some questions to ask people on the sound of my voice here this afternoon. Who is the king of your life? Who or what has been crowned the king of your world? Who has been exercising the authority and dictating to you your every move, your every word, and your every action? I feel the authority. I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost to ask somebody who's been the king of 2020, who's been upon the altar, who has been elevated in your life. What? You might as well just help me preach on this Sunday afternoon. Who has been talking to you louder? Who has been controlling and dictating your every move and your every moment? Who has caused you to be silent? Who has caused you to be calm, collected, and calculated? What has caused you to crawl up in the cave where there's no hope and where there's no life and where there is no destiny? Who has been commanding you and exercising authority over you. Who or what is telling you when to get up and how to move and how to operate? What has the supreme authority over your life? Do you have a name for it? Where did it come from? When? Then when did it become that it was birthed and all of a sudden has the authority and the ability to dictate to you how you'll clap in church and how you'll worship your God and how you'll call upon the name of the Lord? I I don't know when that it put cuffs on you. I don't know when it incarcerated you. I don't know when that it pins you down where you could not move and you could not function. I don't know. You name it. You tell me what the king is. You tell me what is the king of this age. You tell me what the king of our world is. Right now, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. Come on. 
You're lying to yourself. Give me a little bit more monitor. I thank you. You're lying to yourself and lying to your family. If you say you're not bowing at the throne of some king, you're not bowing at the throne of everybody in this place is worshiping something. Everyone in this house is bowing at the altar of something. Everybody is sacrificing one thing in hopes of gaining something else. Everybody's letting go of one thing so you can grasp and hold on to something else. Everyone's going to bow. Everyone's bowing now. Come on, everyone is making something king. Who is that king? What is its king's name? When did it be born? When did it get the authority and exercise the ability to rule and to reign over your life? Praise God. Amen. It is God that sets up one and sets down another. He putteth down one and setteth up another. I'm made in his image and in his likeness. Does God give me the ability to allow what cool, what king rules my life and what king dictates to me? I think he does. I can worship whatever I want to worship. I can do whatever I want to do. And who my king is and who my daddy is is going to dictate dictate how I respond and how I worship and how I live my life. Kings. Some kings in your life are strong. Some of them are just princes. But what have you elevated a prince to the position of a king in your life? If you were go to Google and you were to search, I did it a few days ago. I looked up the word corona. It came up 1.3 billion times. Unfortunately, I regret to tell you that I looked up the word Christ and Christ only came came up 562 million times. And I'll go a little further. I didn't stop at Corona. I didn't stop at Christ. But I looked up King Coronavirus. And no, it's not 562 million times. Nor is it 1.3 billion times. But when I typed in that word slowly, I'm not as fast as some of you. But when I typed in that word, it popped up and had 1.8 billion hits on Google. Let me define to you that word corona. Come on, I've come by the help of the Holy Ghost to preach fear. I've got an assignment from heaven to preach fear off of the people of the body of Christ. I've come to preach fear off I've come to preach fear off the name of Jesus over your life. I've come to preach fear over the name of Jesus. I've come to preach fear off of Jesus' name. Holy Ghost filled, worshiping, book of Acts, anointed people that's repented of their sins and been baptized in the name of Jesus and been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Corona is defined as the anatomy. It's by definition a part of the body resembling or likened to a crown. No wonder it's a coronation when you get crowned king. 
It comes from that word corona at the root. It's a part of the body resembling or liking unto a crown. There is an invisible enemy that is controlling our world, not just states, not just cities, not just our nation, but it's controlling our world. It is that coronavirus that is claiming innocent lives. People are studying it. People are spending billions to figure it out and to get a cure. No telling how much money it, when it's all said and done, is going to spend. That virus is separating people. It's causing fear and anxiety. It's dividing churches. Hear me right now. It's dividing churches, causing the mass people, the unmasked people, and it's causing division and distraction in the body of Christ. Come on. We've got to wake up. We've got to wake up. I'm going to respect you if you want to wear a mask. I'm going to respect whatever your man of God says do, but don't let it become a divisive force and a tool in the enemy's hand to rob us of unity. God, I feel the Holy Ghost to rob us of the anointing of God, to strip us of revival and to take a mantle and anointing off our lives. Come on, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But there can't be the Spirit of God unless two or three are gathered together in His name. And I will be. Somebody's got to praise Him. Somebody's got to lift Him up. He inhabits the praises of His people. It is. It's separating. It's dividing. It's commanding you to cover your face. It's commanding you to walk around like a leper, not being clean and not being able to touch anything or to love on your loved ones. It's separated some of you to be able to be around people that you love dearly. It's it's a commanding force. It's a try. It's getting credit for killing people that really that's not what killed some of them. Come on, I know people that sued the hospital and got $100,000 because they put COVID on the death certificate and that's not what they passed away from. Why? It's a money driven. It's a political spirit of the Antichrist in the end time to gain control and to manipulate the body of Christ. Come on, you may not agree with me, but there's one thing you need to agree with me on. I've come to preach to you today. Come on, that spirit that says close your mouth. That spirit that says cover your face. That spirit says be careful what you say and when you say it and who you say it to. You can go to the Walmart, but don't go to the house of God. You can go to the restaurant, but don't come to the presence of God. Come on. You can you can worship in your home, but don't get together with God's people. That spirit that's trying to rob us of our voice, life, and death is in the power. It's in the power of our tongue. Come we're the people of the name. We've got the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We are the body of Christ. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God the high praise. (laughs) 
I'm not downplaying the reality of corona. I'm not downplaying. I know people that's passed. I understand. But I also know people that's passed from cancer and car wrecks and all kinds of all kinds of maladies and all kinds of detrimental situations. They've fallen out of tree stands. They've lost their lives to diseases and sicknesses. And I'm sorry for your loss. Please, my heart goes out to you. If you've lost anybody, it's been affected because of this pestilence in this end time. But I also need to know and we need to understand that although 57 have died in St. Mary's County and although there's 193,000 people that have died in the U.S. and 920,000 that have lost their lives in the entire world. But I also want to draw your attention to what Gutmatcher said that there are 73, 73 million, 73 million abortions that take place every year. Come on. It's not really about what you think it is. We lose. Come on. Come on, our world is robbing precious life out of the womb of babies and taking people's lives. 73 million people, some say 40 to 50 million, others say 73 million abortions every year. And we're letting corona cripple us. And what God was intended to realign the body and what God was using to wake us up and what God was using to get us to straighten up. And get, come on, we're out of sorts. We were carnal. We were increased with goods and have need of nothing. We became about ourselves and not about the world and not about others. And God's saying, I'm going to send pestilence. I'm going to send things to wake the church up. We need to be the church. We need to be the church. We are the body. We, we are the body of Christ. Online church, I love you, but don't use the excuse of a virus. Not together with your brother or your sister. You need to know the life of the body's in the blood. And the blood flows through the body. You need to be around the body. There's life here. There's life here. Come on, lift your hands and love him right now. Lift your hands and love him right now. Ha! It's, it's not whispering. It's screaming at you. It's not being sneaky and just seeing what it can do. It's yelling at you. That voice, has, that virus has a voice. It's got its own nickname, COVID-19. It's creating fear and anxiety. Or some of you have been so scared to death. It's caused depression to seat in. It's caused you to be fear of doing anything. People, we've got us, it's got us, got us pinned down. It's got, it's almost got its foot on our neck. I read the opposite. Come on. Yeah, God have mercy. He said it be the enemy will be under your feet greater is he that's in you than he that's in your world come on hey you say you shall put your foot on the head of the lion you shall put your foot on the adder and the, the snake you got to make up your mind there's nothing stronger than who God is 
And I know, I know what it's like for the spirit of fear to walk in my room on Christmas Day at my mother-in-law's, rather, in their guest quarters. I know what it's like to sit there and fear paralyze me and cripple me where I could not move. I could not breathe. I could not function. I know what it's like for that spirit to come in and say, you're going to die. But I also know what it's like to sit there with every bit of strength that I could muster and say, in Jesus' name, get out of my room. Come on, apostolic people, quit letting that spirit talk to you and you not talk back to it. We need to start back talking to the enemy. You need to start back talking to the spirit of fear. Hey, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, hey, if one can put a thousand and two can put 10,000 to flight, we are the people, we are the people of the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever that spirit said to you, speak the opposite to it. If you're going to die, you say, I'm going to live. If you say, there's no hope, I got hope in God. If you said, there's no way, I said, I know Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. That voice is loud. It's got a throne. And it's got a crown. But I come to preach to you this thought. You ready? Ready what a word I got for you? Here's my word for you. Corona is not king. It's not going to tell me how to live. It's not going to tell me how to dress. I'm going to submit to whatever my leader says. Please understand I'm not rebellious. But there's one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to bow at the altar of a corona. I'm not going to bow at the altar of a king coronavirus. No, 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 no. You've come too late because I've come in contact with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It may be strong, but it's not king. It may be loud, but it's not king. It may have crippled our nation, but it's not king. It may have destroyed precious families' lives, but it's not king. It may have ruled and reigned in certain areas and in certain people, but you hear this young preacher, Corona is not king. Let me tell you who is. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. 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 He is the king of glory. He is the king of glory. Oh, somebody stand to your feet, clap your hands, and give God praise. Woo! Come on, come on, you can buck up against that if all you want. I'm not downplaying its ability to take lives. I'm not downplaying the ability of what it is, but I am downplaying its ability to be the king in my life. I am downplaying the ability for that thing to rule and to reign and to cripple me. And what God, God was intended to, to realign the body has now crippling the church. God, you know, here's where I'm at. If the Holy Ghost tells me to go pray for you, I'd rather obey God than man. I want to obey that. Now, if you ain't got a word from God, you better not do it. Come on, you better be in submit to authority. And whatever the government said, whatever you do, whatever your man God do, I want to be in complete in line with that. With that. But when it comes to laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, I want to be enough apostolic to say, my king. 
Come on. If I die praying you through to the Holy Ghost, that means God used me to reach one more soul in the kingdom of God. I've come to preach the fear off of the people of God. I've come to preach the fear off of you. Hallelujah to God. Psalms 2, 1. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings, verse 2, of the earth set themselves. The rulers take counsel together against the Lord against his anointed. That's what that thing's trying to rob you of. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's the anointing of Almighty God saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh and the Lord shall have them in derision. Let me preach to you that Corona is not king. In Daniel chapter number one and verse number five, and the king appointed unto them a daily provision of the king's meat and the wine which he drank. But, O oh, Daniel, in Daniel one and eight, the Bible says he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king meat. I'll tell you where we are. We are so media saturated. We have eaten so much of the king's meat and drinking so much of the king's wine. We can't think straight for ourselves. We can't operate in the spirit if we're so drunk on the cares of this life and the flesh and we're eating so much meat that the media and the king is forcing down our throats. Let me say this. You can't rebuke what you entertain. You can't, you can't sit there and be on social media and reading the news and watching the news and watching stuff constantly where you're getting a steady diet of the king's meat. That's where we are. We are so media saturated. You know what we need to do? When he turned that media saturation into manna from God's word saturation and make up our mind. There are some things I'm not going to eat. There are some things I'm not going to believe. Whose report? I don't know if you want to hear this or not. Whose report are you going to believe? We shall, we shall, we shall believe the report of the Lord. Somebody say yes. He purposed in his heart. I'm not going to defile myself with the portion of king's meat or the wine which he drank. He told Melzar, he said, you give me 10 days. You, feed, you give us pulse and you give us water. And you give me 10 days. Let me try this thing out. I'm refusing to eat that king's meat 10 days later. Then Melzar come back and he found them. They were fairer and they were fatter. Let me tell you what's robbing us and weakening us. It's the report of the world. What's robbing us and weakening us is the king's meat. We need to start telling no more. I'm not digesting that. I'm not consumed. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You know what you've been listening to. You know what's affecting you. It's keeping you up at night. It's affecting your worship. It's affecting your spa response to ministering the Holy Ghost to the needs of your people. You know what it is. You've got to identify it and say, no, thank you. I'll pass. Give me the pulse of the Spirit. Give me the water of the Holy Ghost. Give me what thus saith the word of God. God. I want to go back to the word. I want to take and eat. I want to eat of that word so I can be healthy. Yeah. 
Fantastic. He refused that king's meat. And not only did it take 10 days to get them fairer and fatter, but the Bible says when the king saw them, he realized they were 10 times better than all of the other children of their day. God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Woo! Let me preach to somebody in this house. He said he told Timothy, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Come on. You can't fight fear. You cannot fight fear with faith. Let me let you think about that for a moment. The Bible says perfect love casteth out. Give me a few more minutes here. Perfect love casteth out all fear. Here's the problem. We don't trust our king enough. If I believe I'm in the hands of my heavenly father that loves me and the numbers of my, the hair on my head is numbered. He knows when I lost hair number 1,000 in the sink this morning, I'm losing more of it. Hallelujah. But he knows exactly where I am and where I'm not. He knows exactly where I'm at in the Holy Ghost, where I'm pleasing him or not pleasing him. But the issue is not faith, I don't believe. The issue is love. We don't believe that God loves us enough. To protect us. Oh, God, help me right now. See, when you got the Holy Ghost, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So everywhere you go, Jesus is in you. And if you feel not to go somewhere, that's a check of the Holy Ghost. Don't go. By all means, we've got to learn to walk in the Spirit and trust the love of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God. We're not going to be defiled by the king's meat. I'm saying, I don't want to hear what you got to say. I want to hear what the Spirit, he that hath an ear. Ah, he that hath an ear, he that hath an ear, he that hath an ear, let him hear, let him hear, not what Fox News, not what CNN, not what the world has to say, but he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Oh, somebody just act like you like it. Give the Lord a wave off for the prayer. Oh, oh, Moses. Thank God for Moses. Hebrews eleven twenty three. 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not, they were not afraid. They were not afraid. Of the king's commandments. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. No wonder Hebrews eleven twenty seven says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. He refused to stop. He stayed persistent. He endured as seeing him who was... 
invisible, that invisible enemy of the coronavirus. Before coronavirus was ever created, there was the Spirit of God that was invisible that moved on the face of the earth. God, let me preach to somebody in this house. Let me tell you, our God is everywhere. He's the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. Not that virus. You can't go where God's not. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I if I ascend unto heaven, behold, thou art there. Everywhere I go, God is. He can be everywhere. He's the omniscient one. He's everywhere present at the same time. I wish somebody say Corona is not king. Corona is not king over me. Corona is not king over my family. Corona is not king over my faith. Corona is not king over my finances. But the Lord is. Who is this king of glory? He's strong and mighty. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. He's in charge. He's in control. Nobody like him. Oh, God have mercy. See, woo, if you can't live in the faith, how are you going to die in the faith? If you're bowing now, what's going to happen when you be hated of all men for my name's sake? We got to wake up. We got to get sharper. We got to get some common sense about us in this. We got to live in the, we got to walk in the spirit. Come on. We got to understand being not weary and well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Quit letting the arm of the flesh, quit letting the media saturated world, quit letting the king's meat be put on your plate. You take that plate off of your, off of your kitchen table. You God. It'd be okay if some of you get some stuff out of your house and some of you turn some things off because the king's meat, it's causing you to be thin. It's causing you to be weak. Hey, come on, a good report. A good report. Make it the bones fat. A good report. Make it the bones fat. Well, I just don't know if we're going to make it through it. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't, I don't know what church is going to do, my God. Quit blowing all that smoke and just saying, the Lord's going to add to the church daily such as should be saved. Of his government is increased. There shall be no end. Come on, life and death is in the power of your tongue. God knows exactly when every one of us are going to die. If he, if he comes and raptures of the church, maybe we won't have to go in the grave. But there's a point that a man wants to die, then the judgment. Jeremiah said, can you change your skin or a leopard his spots? I wish I was a little taller. I wish I bore muscle like Brother Staten, but I can't. Unless I start doing something to change my diet and how I exercise and what I do, it's just not going to happen. I'm never going to get taller. I may get shorter, but I ain't going to get taller. Amen. There's some things I can't change. And you know what? Whether I go, somebody needs to understand something. If somebody gets sick because of you and they pass on, it's not your fault and the blood is not on your hands. You better hear me. There's a lying spirit that says you're the blame and it's your fault when somebody else gets sick. It's the nature of the virus. It's just how things work. Quit taking blame. That's like you saying 
you're God. You can't control when somebody dies or not. You can be cautious. Wear your seatbelt. Don't do something stupid. But at the same time, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And he knows exactly what I can handle and knows exactly what I need when I need it. I'm, try, I'm trying to hurry. Get a few more minutes. Oh, Paul. Paul is in the ship. He tells those guys in Acts chapter 27. He says, you may have to help me out. You, can you play organ chords on that? Man, come on now. Don't play. Has Corona got you scared? Okay, I'm just teasing, man. I love you. I'm just teasing, Bubba. I love you. Sound pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Acts chapter number 27, verse number 13. When the wind blew a little softly, supposing they obtained their purpose, they loosened this, they sailed close to Crete. That's first. But not long, but not long after there arose against a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. And when the ship was caught, we could not bear her up into the wind. We let her drive. We just let the ship go over where it needed to go. And running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat. Next verse. And which they had taken up, they used helps, undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands. Here's the problem. Paul said at first, I don't feel good about this journey. Let's don't go. And they wouldn't listen to the man of God. And so because they didn't listen to the man of God, they started getting in trouble. And as soon as they disobeyed God's man, instantly there was a storm. There's storms in your life right now because you're out of submission to the man of God in your life. I've been preaching about Corona. Let me just obey the Holy Ghost right now. There's issues in your world. You went from one issue to one storm to another storm. No, why? Because you haven't learned the power of submission and the protection of covering, saying, man of God, if you don't feel good about this, then I'm out. If you don't want me to do this, then I'm out. It's a good time to hit the deal. If you don't want me to act like that, you don't want me to date them, you don't want me to respond, whatever, man of God, you got a word from God. I want you to protect me. Yeah, I get it. You're going to let a coronavirus dictate every day of your life. But you ain't going to let the foolishness of preaching save them that believe. Give me a break. we got to wake up. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to help this church here today. I need a man of God that will say, I don't feel right about that. I don't feel comfortable about that. And just don't, I don't have a peace about that. We need to start following peace. When you get a check about it, don't do it. You may be heading into a really big storm. See, see, how can you trust a God you can't see when you can't trust the man of God that you can see God? He said, look, I don't feel good about it, but they did their own thing like some folks do, and they get into the storm, and when they had taken up, they used helps, undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into quicksands. Next verse. They were driven. They were gone. They were exceedingly tossed with the tempest. The next day, they lightened the ship. Go ahead. And the third day, we cast out our own hands a tackling the ship. We started getting rid of stuff we didn't need, stuff that we didn't have to have, and stuff that wasn't important, and something, something that would hinder the journey. Come on. And then the next verse, and, the, and here's where the problem went. When neither the sun nor the stars in many days appeared, when they lost their sense of direction, when they didn't know what time of the day was and the direction they were going, when they got to that point and that tempest just kept building and getting stronger, that's when all hope that they should save would be taken away. What do you do in the middle of a storm? What do you need when you're in the fight of your life? Next verse. After long abstinence, 
Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. Hey, guys, you should have just listened to what I told you in the first place. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God that the storm is not the king. Thank God that the winds and the voices is not the king. But the Bible says after long abstinence, he stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. You should have not loosed from creek. And you and to have gained his harm and his loss. Next verse. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. God, the boat's rocking. Water's going. The wind's blowing. Man, we're, we're on what we're going to do. Lord have mercy. We're, we're shaking and quaking and scared. And we're going to die. All of our hope is gone. All of our help is gone. We, we, we've undergirded. We, we put everything else out. We don't have food now. We don't have raiment now. We don't have enough ropes. And we, we don't have enough this. And all they could focus on what they didn't have. But they had something on the boat that they needed desperately. It was a man of God that wasn't afraid to speak to them. It was the man of God that wasn't afraid to speak in the storm. It was the man of God that wasn't afraid to speak what the Spirit was saying to him. He said, he said, guys, he said, nothing's going to be lost. There's no man's life's going to among you. Nothing's going to, we're going to lose the ship, but we ain't going to lose the people. And why? For there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am. And whom I serve. Notice what he said. Saying. Fear. Not. Paul. Because you're going to be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given them all them. God hath given you all them that sell with thee. What happened? When one man got a word from God. Every. Some of you have been so fearful. God, in the book of Revelation, the first type of people is going to be cast in a lake of fire. Guess what they are? It's the fearful. With the adulterer, with the liar, with the fornicator, it's the fearful. So I preach to you, fear not. I preach that lying spirit off of you that's not from God. It's from the media-saturated world. Come on. I'm not saying people aren't going to die. I'm not saying you're not going to get sick. I'm just saying I'm going to trust in God. Whatever, how I'm going to do my best. I'm going to wash my hands, take a bath. I'm going to put a mask. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. But Corona is not my king. Corona is not my king. What you need, you need a clear sound. You need a man of God to preach to you and believe his word to say, I'm just going to believe that with God all things are possible. So everybody that could swim, they said, y'all get off the ship. If you can swim, get off the ship. And those of you, go back to my verse. I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm, trying, I'm almost up. I'm trying to wrap it up. He said, fear not. That's the same thing Elijah told the woman of Zarephath. In the middle of a famine, the first thing that he said was not feed me. It was fear not. 
Fear not. He told Abraham, fear not. He told Agar, fear not. Come on. He told Paul, he told Paul, John the Revelator, he said, fear not. There's going to be circumstances that fear is going to try to creep in. And fear is going to try to rob you and strip you of your praise and strip you of the blessing of God. But something's got to bow up inside of you and say, God, I'm going to trust you again. I'm in your hands. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love is more mighty. Your love is more wonderful. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou art with Thou art with me. And the Bible says that in the midst of that storm, some of them, when the storm hit that ship, it scattered into pieces. But some of them holding on to pieces of the boat. Some of them on some pieces of the wood. And some pieces on the splinters and the pieces of the wood that were severed. Those of them that could not swim, hold on. They just held on. They just held on. They just held on to what they knew. They kept on doing. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You're in the fight of your life. Keep on swimming. Keep on moving. Keep on holding on to the church. Keep on holding Holding on to the ship. Keep this ship of Zion. This ship of Zion is going to get you where you need to go. Somebody clap your hands and say, yeah. Oh, somebody say, hallelujah. I've come in the Holy Ghost to dethrone that spirit. I've come in the Holy Ghost to tell fear go in the name of Jesus. I've come in the Holy Ghost to tell coronavirus this great anxiety in your life. I've come to take the crown off corona and put it back at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, I crowned you. Oh, hell, King Jesus. I crowned you as the only potentate and the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I've come to praise him. I've come to worship him. If I'm holding on to every thing I've got. I'm going to keep holding on. I'm going to flee. I'm going to run. I'm going to pursue the things of God. I'm almost done. Now you know that when he gets to the Isle of Melita and he gets there to get a little warm at the fire and the venomous vi- the viper comes and the beast bites him on the hand and he shook it off the beast. How did he do that? I'll tell you how he did it. He had a word in the middle of the storm. How are you going to survive the sea? You can survive the sea and escape the sea and the serpent when you got a word from God. What you need is the word of God. Come on, the floods... Hey, the floods may come past me about, but the flood won't drown me. The fire may be hot, but the fire's not going to burn me up. I'll tell you how you survive the sea of fear and the serpent and the venomous bite of the corona that's trying to create fear and anxiety. i tell you how you get a word from God that says uh, you get a word from God. You get a word from God. And when you got a word from God, you can shake that beast off in the fire. When you get a word from God, you can shake that beast off of the fire. 
The sea's not going to get me. I got to go see Caesar. The serpent's not going to get me. I got to go see Caesar. Fear not, an angel came. Fear not, an angel came. For Corona, Corona is not king. Somebody clap your hands and give him praise. king you're not my dictator you're not my boss you're not going to tell me to stay home from church or go to church you're not going to tell me to stay on the internet and to never come to the house of God I'm preaching to somebody the Holy Ghost it's time for you to get a Holy Ghost boldness don't be stupid just get a Holy Ghost boldness use a little wisdom and common sense I'm all about that I'm not telling you to be dumb I'm telling you let something arise in your spirit and say I don't hear that voice anymore I hear I hear a sound from heaven I hear something from another world saying I am your king I am your daddy I am your savior Let me wrap this up. Psalms 34 and 3. Magnify. Magnify. To make great. You can't make God bigger than he is. But in your perception, like a magnifying glass, you think, you, here's the problem. We see Corona as this big king. And we see God say, I don't know if God's able. We need to reverse the roles and see that thing as just something small that's invisible. And say, you may be in places, but my king's everywhere. You may you. You may have brought destruction, but my king's the deliverer. You may have wrecked lives, but my king's putting lives together. You may have brought bondage of fear, but my God's delivering from fear. You may have brought depression and anxiety, but let me tell you, Corona, there is the king of kings. On his vesture, John said, it was written a name, king of kings and lord of lords. Come on, I don't know if Corona's going to come back or we'll just keep dealing with it. But I know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is going to return. There will be a rapture. There will be a catching away of the bride. And I, the fearful's not going. I don't want the spirit of fear that's ruling and reigning in my life. Okay, this is where we're going to end. Magnify to make great in size. As a magnitude or of importance. Magnify the Lord with me. And let us, come on praise singers, let's do this thing. Let us exalt his name together. See, we like that, but what about the next verse? I sought the Lord and he heard me Corona don't know your voice but the king knows my voice I sought the Lord and he heard me let's all stand that gives you hope I'm trying to wrap it up I've been going almost 50 minutes I'm almost done I just I couldn't sleep last night hardly and this morning it just kept rolling I couldn't so I'm just fired up today. See, see, I know what it's like because I haven't preached this anywhere. Here's the first place I've ever preached this. 
But I know the witness of the Spirit with some of the stuff that I said today. It's something what the Lord wants, that wants, that wants us to hear in this end time. And you can come up and slap me around and you can crucify me when I leave and shoot bullet holes in me saying, well, bless God, I've lost precious people. I understand. I've, I know. I, I understand that. But don't allow, we don't let cancer rule us like that. We don't let car wrecks rule us like that. Why? What's the difference? It's the king's meat. It's the king's meat. It's just... It's the spirit of the Antichrist in place of Christ, in place of the anointing. It's the spirit of Antichrist that doth already work that's in our world right now. Shifting and moving and bumping and hurting and pulling down. It's already working. It's, it's happening right now. Been going a long time, but it's amplifying right now. It's getting louder. There's this thing called the still small voice. It wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in the fire. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm going away.